Hi, this is Gretchen from ComeToYourself.com with our series Facts, Not Fiction, featuring a discussion about parapsychology with Lloyd Auerbach. Enjoy. Lloyd, why did you personally choose a career in parapsychology? Well, uh, I got interested as a kid uh, and actually started reading the science books in parapsychology when I was about 12 or 13. Um, I was amazed at the mystery that the mystery being why doesn't science look at this more closely yeah <laughs> um, I had always felt and it's because of an influence of comic books I think more than anything else as a kid uh, that human beings are more than we think we are mm -hmm. and that we can be more than we think we are and there's plenty of examples of that and they're all in the psychic world I mean the psychic experiences that people have so um, when I found there was an actual science and I lucked out there was a graduate program. Um, I just decided I was going to get into the field. Uh, I did not anticipate when I first got interested and started pointing my education that way. I didn't anticipate going towards or going away from laboratory research. That was my initial okay. interest. But very quickly, I determined, I figured out that I really wanted to be out in the field and talking to real people and looking at their real experiences and not having to do statistics. So what I find interesting is I don't think most people know that parapsychology has kind of two tracks that can be followed, you know, one in field research and one in the lab. Uh, could you describe the, a little bit of the differences between the two, sure. what's involved? So, and basically, um, it's, it's sort of two tracks, but in reality, there's a number of fields, a number of people who do both. Okay. Uh, who, who literally do both. I mean, I always knew I wanted to teach also. So that was a, the educational piece of that was very important to me. Um, so most people think of parapsychology, especially the ghost hunters, because they don't know any better, <laughs> parapsychology as being this lab, this dry laboratory, statistically minded research uh, in the, you know, just very controlled experiments on things and having no relation to real life at all. Uh, when in fact, uh, everything got started because there were some scientists who were interested in people's experiences. Uh, a lot of which were spiritual, uh, because mm -hmm. spiritualism was all the rage in the 1800s when the fields got started. So, but there were all these other experiences that were reported, including telepathy and psychokinesis of mind over matter, healing, all, all these things. And studying them outside the laboratory, because so much of what happens to people is in real life. In fact, there's a lot more that happens in the real world than ever would happen in a laboratory. Um, it's uncontrolled, uh, mm -hmm. but we look for patterns that are there and included in those what are called spontaneous experiences would be what people call ghosts or apparitions and hauntings and poltergeists because mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to bring those into the laboratory. <laughs> um, so laboratory work looks at extrasensory perception and variations mm -hmm. and applications. I think it's really important people know that it's not just you know doing ESP tests. Um, you test for remote viewing ability, but at the same time, you are applying the information that you get in that remote viewing experiment in a way that might be very practical, just mm -hmm. like the, the government program did, the Stargate program did. Uh, and then you can do healing research that has true relation to people's health, not just you know, trying to heal something that's been in a laboratory controlled situation. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge, there's a relationship here and the laboratory studies are inspired by people's normal experiences. Mm -hmm. And those of us who do field work 
are extremely aware of what those findings are in the laboratory because we want to apply them to our field work and our understanding. So it's a Got reciprocal it. arrangement. Got it. But you personally chose field work because you I, I wanted to interact. Field work mm -hmm. and uh, education, uh, media outreach and education. My family was in television. So, uh, and actually I kind of got interested in ghosts and things because of TV to originally. Uh, and I always felt that what was on TV was uh, not quite accurate and, and for good reason. Most of the scripted stuff, you have to make it dramatic. Yeah. But even the so-called real stuff uh, was off uh, and subject to pop culture and folklore and assumptions. So I really wanted to be someone who got the message out as much as possible through the media, uh, as well as through education. I'd hoped at some point to be on faculty somewhere, which I was and am. So it's uh, it's a big push, but my the very first case I had, which was my first semester in graduate school was enough to say, this is a lot more interesting <laughs> than laboratory work because uh, it was a mystery. It was like trying to solve a mystery. And where did you go uh, to undergrad in graduate school? Undergrad was Northwestern University, mm -hmm. starting out actually in astrophysics. Um, that was, I had gotten advice from J.B. Ryan, who's kind of the father of modern parapsychology and writing mm -hmm. to him that since there was no, at that point, there was no degree program in parapsychology anywhere. Uh, and there's not any more, any here at all today in the mm -hmm. US. But he suggested studying hard science or soft science, so psychology, anthropology, mm -hmm. physics. I was very interested in astronomy and physics and uh, I ended up at Northwestern, which was um, the head of the department was J. Allen Hynek, the UFO expert. Yeah. The main guy. And I even volunteered at the Center for UFO Studies in his house for a year. But um, I decided that for a number of reasons, one of which, again, the, the math was getting me down. I just really <laughs> was not interested in it. And so I switched over to anthropology uh, when a couple of my fellow ast astronomy students uh, also switched to anthropology for the same reason. And uh, we all discussed it. And I felt that that was a better fit because cross-cultural studies yeah. were important. Um, and I went in to talk to someone who was going to be assigned to, my, to be my advisor, one of the professors, just to make sure that it, it was a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. And when I, I sat down in his office waiting for him to come back from the restroom and on his shelf was the Journal of Parapsychology. So without <laughs> even go, having the conversation with him, it was very clear I was in the right place. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So graduate student, so that was Northwestern undergrad, mm -hmm. a lot of courses in uh, the anthropology of the supernatural, because there's an awful lot of cross-cultural stuff. And I was very fortunate that there were several professors at Northwestern who had studied this or, and were teaching it. Uh, and then I went to John F. Kennedy University. Uh, while I was in college undergrad, they had just started the program, the graduate program. So I was able to get into that graduate program, uh, which unfortunately shut down in officially, I think in 1987, I think we finished our last student a couple of years later. So what's interesting to me though, is that even though some of these universities or any university, as you said in the US, doesn't have a particular parapsychology major that you can look up, sometimes it's really helpful to maybe to research some of the faculty Yes. and see what their background is or what their interests are and maybe, you know, seek them out into, in, as entry into the field, if that's your interest. Uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, the only problem is that since the 70s, 
uh, and since the advent of the skeptics organizations, um, academia has gotten to be a toxic environment, even for faculty members. Mm. So many of them don't like to admit um, in any way, shape or form outside maybe personal relationships, they don't want to admit that they're interested in the subject. So then if you were interested, if you were a person who's, you know, a teen about to start college or a graduate program, what would you recommend might be the best resources for them to seek out some um, opportunities to learn? Well, if you really want to get into the field down the line, uh, having a, a good general background in science. So you could actually even be, you know, a liberal arts student, although that degree is not always useful in other ways, but you could do a real sampling of science across the board, both physical and social sciences. I'd say that uh, physics is really important. Quantum physicists actually tend to be more open to yeah. parapsychological concepts. Um, you could do psychology. Uh, certainly a third, a third or more of the members of the Parapsychological Association have a background in psychology. The problem is you have to have a thick skin yeah. because in most psychology programs, undergraduate also, um, most psychologists, the majority of them are prejudiced against psychic concepts and mm -hmm. spiritual concepts, unless they're teaching transpersonal psychology or at least humanistic psychology. I, I even had a run in with a professor uh, at the site for the intro to psych class at Northwestern mm -hmm. because I correct, I, I offered a correction to something that was in the psych text, which was incorrect. <laughs> And apparently wasn't happy about it. And I had to switch to pass fail because uh, the TA advised me to do that. Um, he said, you're not getting an A, you're not getting a B. So you might as well switch to pass fail. Uh, and I could have reported that to the administration, but I didn't. Uh, but that's the kind of the attitude you run into. So uh, I'd say that uh, for me, I, from my personal experience, anthropology was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the reason it was such a good background is not even just because of there may be specific courses studying people's magic and supernatural beliefs, which do relate to psychic functioning, but generally because anthropologists, cultural anthropologists, especially uh, looking cross-culturally, they are much more open to different ideas, even if they don't believe them. I mean, you can find anthropology yeah. books where they're describing um, telepathy between indigenous peoples. Uh, there's a well-known uh, anthropologist who studied Australian Aborigines, and there's a couple sections in a couple of his books about Aboriginal telepathy. He just threw them in there. It wasn't like, let me explain whether I believe or not. It's like, here's, what's, here's what we're seeing. And that's what I found with a lot of the professors uh, in anthro. And that's not always the case, but that for social science, I think that or sociology is another possible good one, unless you're going into psychology as a profession. Come to Yourself provides unbiased, easily accessible information from the top scholars in the fields of transpersonal psychology and consciousness studies, coupled with personal insights from successful artists, musicians, and business professionals to anyone looking to start their spiritual journey to discover and serve their soul's mission in life. Thank you for listening.